As we continue on Opportunity Detroit with Mark Hollis along our side, we say hi to an old friend who just reminded me I first interviewed her when she was in college, which I would have guessed you still were in college. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> she is the woman that made national and international news a number of years ago, which is probably why we were talking a number of years ago, when she designed a coat, a winter coat, that could be a sleeping bag, mm -hmm. which was an amazing invention, sadly needed by many. Yes. And I'd love to say we don't need them any longer, but I cannot say that. No, the need has only gone up. And this is Veronica Scott, the CEO of the Empowerment Plan. So what you been up to <laughs> since then? Since then, since we started, uh, it is wild to think that we're 10 years old now. So this was a class project in college, and now it is a whole organization based in West Village of Detroit. And we have made over 65,000 of these coats, distributed them across the entire U.S. and now 21 other countries to those in need. And we've employed over 100 individuals and helped them move out of the shelter within the first few weeks of working with us. And, and it's, it's got to be very clear, Veronica Scott, that you don't just help them move out because they made enough money making coats, uh, mm -hmm. turning them into coats and, and sleeping true. bags. You taught them skills, life skills they mm -hmm. didn't have. Mm -hmm. And they take those on to yeah. be successful human beings. And you have to look at it, like you said, it's like a holistic thing. It's not just about giving a person the paycheck or the home. There's so much when you've been raised in a shelter or generational poverty and homelessness, it's about the mental health. It's about the physical health. It's about the emotional health. There's a lot of things that we do that's on paid time. So people are getting paid to work with us and make coats, but also get their GED, also get their driver's license, also go to domestic violence support group. Because all those things are critical. That's what's going to trip you up in a few years at the next job, which we love to help people graduate and move on into incredible job opportunities in the community, which is, it's so exciting to see people not only moving out of the shelter into, you know, these other jobs, but also buying their own homes. Like, it's just, wow. that's an incredible thing to be able to be a part of. And the coats are a vehicle for us to do that. Amazing. Truly amazing, Mark. And I know you heard of the story. I've heard the story, and I've heard Veronica's name from Dan and Jennifer Gilbert and Laura Granham and so many times. <laughs> it's the first time I've been blessed to meet. And, and before we came on the air, the five minutes of, of your conversation about what you do, the passion you have for it, is infectious. It, it, it's amazing in the part that you just described that it, it's not only the product, it's the life that, mm -hmm. that you're delivering to, to people that need it desperately. They're with you for two years, you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, spending time not only in the production side, but really how to advance their lives. Exactly. And I think the last two years has shown us a lot. You know, what I really hope with this, this conference is to talk about the impact that COVID has had on our most vulnerable. Like what, what has been changing? Because the numbers aren't out yet, but we are seeing massive ripple effects of people not being able to get in shelters because they're backlogged and, you know, the rise in domestic violence and all of these things. So there's a lot that we've learned. And this is a deeply personal project for me. I grew up in a situation of homelessness and poverty with my own family. So when you look at like the services, this is what I wish my, my mom had been given. Mm -hmm. how, how do people go about supporting what you're doing? Is it, is the, are the doors open for folks to come in and 
see and, and experience what's happening and, and then where does that support come and what's needed as we move forward? You know, it's, it's amazing the support has come from across the globe, which is something we never expected to happen. And so people can, you know, find us online and, and support, sponsor a lunch, sponsor a bus pass, you know, sponsor a coat for somebody in need. Uh, and there's also ways to come in, like we've had companies come in and learn how to sew alongside our team as a way to kind of build their team leadership, which is amazing. Uh, it, it, if you haven't been there, Mark, you should go. Mm -hmm. uh, when I went there, I was stunned at everything that was going on there mm -hmm. beyond just making the coats. Yeah. The facility, spotless. I, th I said at the time out loud, Roger Penske would love this place because you know how fastidious Roger is. Exactly. Dan Gilbert would love this place yeah. because the organizational skills that Veronica has shown is why she's the youngest recipient of the John F. Kennedy New Frontier Award in the JFK Library Foundation and Harvard University. She received an IDEA Gold Award from the Industrial Design Society of America, the People's Voice Award from the Diane von Furstenberg, one of Forbes 30 under 30. I mean, this is kind of ridiculous. And, and, and it begs the question, where do you go from here? What's your long-term goal or plan? So it's, as we hit 10 years of impact, it's a very weird number to think about that the last decade of my life, all my 20s and, and has been dedicated to this. And now we have an incredible team. You know, the incredible staff, like the executive team comes from, you know, HR director from the city of Pontiac to individual that have been with Focus Hope for a decade. So we're bringing in a lot of knowledge and we're doing the strategic plan right now for the next 10 years. Mm. And part of that is how do we scale? The demand is higher than ever. We have 8,000 people on a waiting list for coats. We have, you know, we're already almost sold out for the year. We have now partnered with housing programs and housing first programs across the city. And they're sending more and more people to us because they see us as a viable part of the solution in the community. We're not just a coat project anymore. They see us as, I want to help somebody that's struggling from, to get from homelessness to stability. I'm going to send them to Empowerment Plan. As you so how do we grow that? As you've evolved from, as you mentioned, the coat kind of theory to this full platform of services, mm -hmm. who do you listen to? How do you develop the, bre the, the width of services that you're going to provide? Is it, is it coming from the beautiful people that you serve? Is it coming from supporters? Everywhere. I just, I'm curious how you go about creating the strategic plan that's going to grow into the future. That's such a good question. It is about constantly listening, actively seeking the information from the people that we serve, whether it's the individuals we hire, whether it's the people that we send coats to around the globe. Um, I think we're always getting feedback. And then also we look at national models for workforce development and homelessness alleviation across the country. So we're always in contact with, okay, so what is, what is San Francisco doing that we're not doing? What is like Buffalo, New York doing? Like, what are these cities doing that we can learn from and bring? Because there's so many great organizations out there. We don't always have to reinvent the wheel. No, and certainly they're coming to see what it is you're doing because you have been so amazingly successful and effective in changing lives. Yeah, they've, we've had a lot of people come our way for the same thing, and it's great to share information like that. Like we've seen, we track vulnerability over time with people and to see how that long-term success over two years, we can see it track out in data. And so it's really great to now have people coming in and saying, let's share this information. 
You're one of the keynote speakers, which yeah. is pretty exciting. <laughs> very. Pretty fabulous. Uh, again, you are very young. Uh, but what, what kind of messaging are you hoping to convey to this audience? What are you looking for? Well, I think, you know, this is an incredible opportunity. I feel honored that I'm speaking at all. And to keynote is huge. And I think it's also to talk about, we're talking about policy, but how does that affect, like I said, the most vulnerable population, the people that get overlooked a lot and that don't really get represented very much. What are we seeing? What have been the effects of the last two years? We, on our team, went from well, like 40% experiencing domestic violence to 100% experiencing domestic violence in the last two years. So what are the things, you know, now that eviction moratorium has lifted, how does that affect the homeless numbers? Like, how does that affect people that are displaced? So this is some of the things I really am looking forward to talking about. Especially tough for you through the pandemic? It's been, yeah, it's been tough for everybody we serve. You know, I think no matter how much money we saw somebody made, everybody's vulnerability went up, which meant their mental health, their physical health, their emotional well-being just was hit so hard. And so it's been very difficult, especially now with inflation and it affecting directly the individuals that are, you know, just getting that first job or getting the first few paychecks, that's, that's hitting them hard, you know, trying to fill up your gas tank. It's tough. And, and you know, Mark, for us, in our businesses, we just told people to stay home and we were able to do our jobs from home. Mm -hmm. You couldn't do that. You know, I was really, really proud of my team. Uh, they're just incredible individuals that, like, we first shut down for two months. We never laid anybody off. We were able to keep everyone employed. And when we came back online, we started producing hospital gowns and isolation gowns for DMC. And so a group of people volunteered to come in when no one else was coming in to make these gowns every day for hospitals. And we did that for months. It was incredible. I never even heard that. Yeah, was, I, I never knew. That was one of the things that we did early on to respond, because how many times are you getting a call to action for sewers? That's not a big thing. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. Everybody, we need everyone that can sew. And I was like, OK. And a group, a whole team was like, we'll volunteer. We have cars. We can come into work safely. We have somebody to watch our kids. We're going to come in and do this. And so that was huge. And we've been very, you know, knock on wood, been doing very well since then as an organization. It's just been trying to meet that growing demand. And so tell me then, Veronica, what it has meant to you personally mm -hmm. to have these mostly women mm -hmm. come up to you and say, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to thank you. You've saved my life. It's, it is a, I like chills just thinking about it. It's a very, it's a privilege and an honor to like get to have that kind of impact on somebody. And I think to not take it lightly. And, you know, we have somebody that was one of the first people that ever hired. She is now on our board. And she comes in and like the work that she's doing now and like she came through for a tour and was like, this is insane. And so to be able to see that journey with somebody and to be a part of that is just an honor. Like I feel lucky that I get to do that every day. And then figuring out how we do it for more people. It's amazing, isn't are, it, Mark? It is. There are examples across Detroit. I mean, it's, this is so inspiring, but as I think of things like Isaac and yeah. the work that they do, uh, Che Pope with music has come in and mm. started workshop. Uh, the Apple Developer Academy, creating opportunity for Detroiters with coding and, and starting a business. Yeah. It's, more, it's teaching more about 
the one that aligns with you the most is, is an individual named D. Wayne Edwards, mm. who is with Pencil. Um, he designed the Air Jordan, and he's brought his craft to Detroit to teach Detroiters how to design footwear, how to design apparel. Mm -hmm. And he's someone I would love to introduce you to because oh. I think the collaboration with all those groups Absolutely. that in the end are doing the same thing, it's creating opportunities for Detroiters to become better and more vibrant in the city would be a, a great platform to just, just pull together and, and brainstorm. I love that. And the more that we work together, the more that we can, you know, each focus on what we do best. Like the population that we serve is different than the population that they serve. But if we're working together, there's a lot of shared information. Correct. Veronica Scott, the founder, chief executive officer of the Empowerment Plan. Think coats that turn into sleeping bags because that's how she'll always be remembered. Call me the coat lady. Come the on. Coat lady. The coat lady. That's she's, the coat, <laughs> she's the coat lady and as you could hear, so much more. Thank you, Veronica, for Thank what you, you do and for being with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure as we continue on Opportunity Detroit.